once you stop layering all of those expectations onto someone else's experience, onto their reality, that's when you can truly relate to them so much more. Welcome to The One Up Project. Money is fuel that that allows you to do things. It doesn't need to be taboo. What you don't want to do is wake up at 65 realising you did something you hated and have regret. Go and find people who will give you advice for nothing. This is a space for personal growth and money chat with new perspectives every Monday. This bit of content, listening to this, is going to be a small little breadcrumb of something that makes them think a little bit differently. For all the things we were never taught but should have been. At the end of the day, the most important person is yourself and if you're not happy with your own choices then you're never going to be happy. Kia ora everyone and welcome back to another episode of the One Up Project podcast. Today I am doing an extremely, what could be considered egotistical episode because I think that I can teach you to some degree how to be a better listener. And this is coming from personal experience of not being a good listener, of, in my opinion, and this could be being harsh on myself, but whatever, self-deprecation will stay for the purposes of growth and evolution. I don't think I was the best listener, the best and most supportive friend, the most helpful friend. I was always very loyal and very, um, I always wanted the best for my friends, but I don't think that came across often in the most empathetic way in the world Um, and I'm sure there are many examples they could tell you about just I always everything had to be very black and white how to approach a situation there was never room to like feel and I often became quite frustrated with people who didn't act in the way that I would have acted and I think that's I think that's relatable I think we're we can all Uh, think of experiences we've had where people act in a way that does not align with who we are or the way we would go about something and that is annoying frustrating we find it hard to understand and get and relate and therefore empathize uh, and understand that person uh, which can then cause this friction and this barrier between two people because there's a big misunderstanding and neither person feels heard, um, validated by the other. I just found a huge bug crawling on my back. <laughs> Fucking disgusting. This is the problem with, I'm living in the tropics right now. I'm living in the top of Queensland, Australia. It is literally feels like I'm in Raro or... I'm basically in Papua New Guinea because that's almost where we are. It feels like Bali. It's 30 degrees. It's 9 a.m. And I'm dying. So moving on. I yeah was typically someone who struggled to validate and understand a person's emotions before I asked if they wanted to hear a solution. Um, because often people don't want a solution they just want someone to listen to them right they just want to be heard in that moment and and validated and and told that their feelings are completely normal but that wasn't the way that I approached conversations and even though it was coming from a good place I don't think it was strengthening my relationships with people as much as I would be able to strengthen my relationships with people now when I started one up and I 
became the host or I was the host, I was interviewing people, which obviously means a lot of listening, a lot of talking to, but mostly a lot of listening, especially when interviewing others. And I noticed that my typical way of approaching conversation and understanding people wasn't going to work because I needed to be open and curious about all sorts of different perspectives and lived experiences and worldviews. And even though I'd always considered myself someone who was naturally quite curious um, and quite open to different ways of thinking, I noticed that a lot of my own subconscious bias was coming through and impacting the way I was able to be there for the person I was interviewing. And so I started reading books. I started learning more about what makes a better listener. Uh, I had an incredible mentor at the time who really helped guide me through a lot of this developing skill set and understanding where maybe those potholes in my thinking or my behavior existed. And I definitely noticed the change and my growth when the quality of the conversations became more vulnerable, more intimate, deeper, and people started commenting different things that would have suggested they felt heard or listened to. Um, Typically, those are things that I didn't or comments I didn't often hear. So I knew that I had changed in that way. And so I've been actively, you know, working towards becoming a better listener, a better cheerleader, a better supporter for people um, over the last four years. And in that time, I've read books and articles and listened to podcasts and YouTube videos, had conversations um, and actual experience. And I feel that I'm in a really great position now to be able to explain that experience and talk more to how other people can do the same if they find that maybe their connections with people aren't as deep as they want them to be um, or they're kind of finding that they don't feel understood by people or they can't understand people that much or they're just unhappy with the way that they interact in, in conversations because the first step I think to connect with other people more is to help other people more. And if you want to be a happier person, a more fulfilled person, it often won't start with you changing who you are, but it will start with you helping someone else in any capacity, whether that's a friend, whether that's volunteering, whether it's a parent or a family member, um, tutoring at school, uni, your workplace, whatever it is, it just means giving some of your emotional capacity to another person and I think that can really help build your own emotional capacity and help you show up for people in a way that is so much more positive. So once I started noticing that my interview skill set was getting better, um, I was hearing comments from people that would suggest that I was becoming a better listener or at least making them feel more comfortable to be vulnerable. that's when I also started noticing it bled into my work and my personal life as well. And funnily enough, it kind of became harder to do this with people who have known me the longest. And maybe that's because with them, I've always been this certain version of myself. And so naturally, I fall back into that version of myself when I'm around people who know me best. Whereas when I'm around new people, people I've just met or developed relationships with over the last couple of years, it's so much easier to show up as this newer, more improved, um, more empathetic, understanding, calmer, more nurturing version of myself, um, because that's who 
I think that they would know me to be versus who maybe I was previously that those other more longer standing friends know me as. And so I've that's kind of something I'm currently working through that I find quite frustrating and I haven't spoken to anyone in my life about it. No doubt some of my friends will listen to this episode um, and I don't know if they notice that change in me at all or they think I'm the same person I've always been because I feel like I've changed dramatically but maybe I do worry that with people who've known me for longer um that change isn't as evident and obviously I want everyone in my life to feel like I am here for them in a way that is helpful um and not a hindrance especially those who I've known for so long so that's currently how I'm trying to work on it in my personal life is just making sure that I continue to be that person in all areas not just in kind of newer areas of my life and bring it through also like an another area that it can be hard often to see this my improvement in listening skills be shown is when I'm under stress or I have low emotional capacity for whatever reason Um, I'm overwhelmed I'm under pressure I'm exhausted I'm tired I'm hormonal Uh, anything like that obviously it makes it so much harder to show up as the person I want to be and so that's like a fun personal challenge for me is making sure that I continue to use these skills or sorry these tools I'm about to talk about to help me be this person in all situations in all scenarios um, and make sure that that's just becomes this natural part of who I am where it's automatic because it wasn't automatic like this is something I've had to consciously think about and work on in my conversations and that's hard when you want to be present and you want to be natural but at the same time you want to be helpful so through so many of my conversations over the last four years I've had to think am I being a good listener right now am I hearing this from their perspective or am I layering my own bias on top of this am I being quiet and not into when they're talking am I letting them finish their thought even if there's a silence somewhere in there like all of these things I've had to really really actually think about when I'm talking to someone and that doesn't mean that I kill it every time now I definitely don't and I feel most of the time I'm very aware aware of when I don't as well and I'll actually make myself feel pretty bad about it which is something I need to work on as well I need to have that validation and that empathy for myself Um, but I just think because I am aware of it and I am conscious of it there's no excuse for me not to act that way but of course sometimes I'm human I get tired I get exhausted overwhelmed impatient frustrated um, short fuse all of those things of course I can slip back into that version of myself as well and I just I try to give myself grace and know that it's okay not to be the perfect most um, incredible person at every second of every day. Obviously it's not up to me to decide whether or not I am a good listener or not because that is completely the decision of other people, of people who talk to me, of people I do listen to. That is completely up to them to decide. So I could not do this episode saying I'm going to teach you how to be a better listener because I am the best listener. This is just simply an experience I've worked on myself um, while knowing that I probably wasn't the best listener that I could have been. And this is what I've tried to do to improve it over time. So you could become a good listener overnight, but reducing your natural reactions or changing your natural reactions might not happen as quick. And this refers to what I was saying about the fact that I'm still human. I still sometimes act in a way that isn't aligned with 
who I want to be and that's okay. I can know every skill and every tactic to help someone feel safe and vulnerable and, um, sorry, not vulnerable, safe to be vulnerable, uh, comfortable, but I can also not do any of that as a result of all of my natural reactions and feeling emotional myself and passing on that emotional feeling to someone else as opposed to interrupting that projection of my feelings onto someone else's experience and listening to them um, and their experience fully for how they're experiencing it. I will tell you everything I know in this episode and you might know everything and remember everything from this episode but that doesn't mean that tonight you're not going to get agitated and frustrated and short with someone as a result of something they said um, because of how you feel so I would just give yourself some grace and some time and some understanding in that sense as well especially if you constantly are under pressure you faced a lot of adversity in your life struggled with your mental health had any kind of pressure or element of your life that would make this any harder which I'm sure everyone has to differing extents you know, give yourself permission to not get it right all the time and to make mistakes and become more comfortable with making mistakes because you will grow a thousand times quicker uh, if you're able to quickly recognize when something wasn't your best self, give yourself empathy and understanding because of that and then change your behavior for the next time. A mentor of mine once said, there are two things every person in this world wants to feel and that is secure and in control. I live almost entirely by that quote and I go back to it often, especially in tense environments. I think it's going to be a good summary of everything we will talk about because when communicating with someone, the first thing you want to make them feel is secure, security. I understand you. I hear you. I am listening. You have my full attention. They feel secure in that you are there wholeheartedly them the next thing is in control and I do this by saying what you've said makes sense you are validated everything is okay all of the solutions are going to and need to come from that person even if you prompt it they need to feel like they're the one not only understanding their emotions to the fullest but they're the ones working out the solution to whatever problem or challenge they're facing as well you want them to feel secure in that they are not weak for feeling the way that they do, and then in control, in that they can work out the solution all on their own, you are just here to be that sounding board. A great book to get you started if you are interested after this episode in learning more is Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. Um, He is an ex-FBI negotiator, and this book is, is known most commonly as being a negotiation book, especially for work or career or business settings. But it's definitely so much more than this. I would say it's a communication book. It's a book about relationships, how to strengthen your interactions and communication with people so that you both get what you want. It's a win-win scenario. And most of all, the other person feels secure in that conversation, in that communication. It goes through actual techniques, like practical techniques, which can help. Um, But with practical books like that, it can also often be quite hard to remember every technique. So what I like to do is take umbrella themes from things. And this goes for any 
self-development book. Often if I'm reading something that's like tip, tactic, steps, it's very it's a very easy book to read in terms of its flow, but it doesn't sit with you forever um, as much as like a story might. So that's why I take those general rules and I tend to follow those as much as possible. Negotiation, conversation and communication is simply a process of discovery. That's all we need to think of it as. Listening to people, being a good negotiator, communicating well is just simply a process of discovery. I always talk about how important it is to be curious. Well, there's no difference here. Being curious, a process of discovery, it's all the same. When we talk to people, we just want to learn more. We just want to hear more about how they feel. And there's an innocence and an intentional naivety in approaching a conversation with the desire to just discover more about that person, about how they're feeling and have that natural and authentic sense of curiosity within the conversation. That is why I think interviewing people and having this podcast has been the biggest benefit in my own personal training to become a better listener and an effective communicator because I get to practice this every week in a recorded fashion. Everyone gets to practice this all the time because we have conversations every single day with different people. Uh, whether that's people you know, people you don't know, online, offline, we all have so many opportunities to practice. But interviewing people has been slightly different in the sense that it is there's an intention to get deeper with people and I can tell if I've done that or not. It's quite a clear success metric in terms of how the conversation goes especially if I already know bits of that person's life and I'm trying to touch on certain things I definitely say this podcast is my biggest blessing for a reason I mean it makes me so happy so fulfilled but it's also given me a creative playground and a personal development playground a brain playground to just explore my own ability to be curious to be a better listener um, to take risks so I just love you guys listening I love this podcast and I love what it's given to me the skills that it's it's allowed me to grow and in such a safe environment as well I mean I try my hardest to create a safe environment for everyone else but you listening or interacting on Instagram or whatever that creates a safe environment for me too I've never felt kind of attacked or hurt badly by anyone that listens to the podcast or messages me because all of those people who actually do interact and are there to learn align with this natural curiosity so we're just all helping each other be better which I love of course and there are certain techniques that can be used which will be touched on but as I said I like those common themes those umbrella rules and I've summed up my process. So this is me creating my own personal process. No one's validated this as being right or wrong. And I don't think that would be a thing when it comes to something like listening. But this is my personal five-step program to being a better listener in a conversation. And it's obviously influenced and inspired by Never Split the Difference, as well as my learning from other people and mentors uh, and resources in my life. The first thing is curiosity, as we spoke about very important this is a process of discovery so number one is curiosity this is where we ask good questions we ask good 
questions. And there's a technique you can use here called mirroring. And mirroring is when you repeat the last one to three words of someone's sentence after they've finished talking to you. So we don't interrupt them, we wait for them to finish their whole sentence, and then we mirror. So for example, if I was to ask someone, how was your day today? How was work? How did it go? And they said, oh my God, it was fine, but I was so stressed. And I'm like, stressed? So I've said stressed in a way that poses a question, right? Like stressed, question mark, I'm asking why you were stressed. And they say, yeah, my boss had a huge go at my work friend for not loading the printer correctly and everyone was watching. Very simple example, but from a very basic question, I've been given a lot of context about why their day was stressful. And then from there, that's when you can start doing um, the steps carrying on. But the first step is curiosity. It's a process of discovery. We're asking good questions. It's This is a self-perpetuating circle of steps as well. So Everything we do in the following steps will influence our ability to ask good questions because we've listened really well and we've heard them. This is something I try to do with the podcast is like someone might answer one of my questions and that answer could go on for two to three minutes, but there's been something within that answer that I've picked up on and I'll relay that at the end of them talking. That shows I've listened and I've heard them for what they've said and they can now go deeper into whatever it was they were talking about. So number one, curiosity. And we will come back to this, as I said, because it's a self-perpetuating cycle. The second thing is silence. We all just need to zip it and be hella quiet. Even if there is silence, let the silence sit. Often people have so much more to say. Often they haven't finished that thought yet. Even if they finish what they've said. Just wait, give it two, three for five seconds, because often you'll notice people will start talking again. I have this all the time in podcasts and in normal conversations. Someone might finish explaining how they felt about something. Just give them a few seconds because they'll usually say, and also an add on to what they've said, which of course helps you understand how they feel so much more. And you realize once you start doing this, once you start giving the space for silence, how much you potentially miss in a conversation because you realize if you had have just jumped in with your thoughts or asking them another question, they wouldn't have explained what they were going to say next, which might have actually already answered your next question. And if you're jumping too quick into follow-up questions, that person, you also risk them not feeling completely heard as well. So curiosity number one. Two, silence. To be fair, looking at this now, we could probably swap those two. One silence, two curiosity. Um, but that's fine. And then the third one is empathy. Stop looking at the situation from your worldview and your perspective. Really be in their shoes. If you're judging or criticizing or not in air quotes getting it, you're probably holding some kind of bias that you're unaware of about the way that they're feeling. Always keep a beginner's mindset to your interactions with people. Don't overestimate what you've been through to think that you know what they're talking about at any particular time and don't undervalue what is served to you either. Don't undervalue the experience of another. Stay flexible and adaptable to what you do and do not know as well as what you think the other person is telling you. Understand the known unknowns and the unknown knowns Um, and this was something that was spoken about and never split the difference was 
Think about the known unknowns. So this is stuff that you know that you don't know. (laughs) And the unknown unknowns is probably the more interesting part and the part that most of us miss, which is the stuff we don't know that we don't know about. Feel free to go back 10 seconds to review that if that was confusing. Um, But the stuff we don't know we don't know about is something we just need to be aware of. We need to have that empathy and validation for ourselves within the conversation but we also never overestimate what we think we know about the conversation keep a beginner's mindset and this links back to staying curious as well the empathy part is not layering what we think we know on top of what someone is telling us because that is a guaranteed path to misalignment and someone feeling like they haven't been heard. This is obviously something that requires you to be very conscious in your interactions with people. Once you start to catch on to biased thinking, you will notice it all the time. For example, this is seeing someone do something and thinking that the way they act is weird as a result of your worldview, which is usually just a group or a collection of some unconscious some conscious beliefs about how things should be it's our subjective expectations versus our objective reality it's what we think the world should look like versus what it actually does if the gap between these two things is so massive we're going to find it hard to relate to and or have empathy for the person in front of us so the best way to cure that is to drop the subjective expectations. This is the biased thinking and the expectations around how things should look and should operate. What's weird and what's normal, what's right and what's wrong. Once you stop layering all of those expectations onto someone else's experience, onto their reality, that's when you can truly relate to them so much more. So we've got one curiosity, two silence, three empathy and four is connection. Empathy and connection are different because empathy is you understanding and connection is them feeling understood. So connection is when it's actually like, yup, you get me, I feel heard by you, you're right. Up until then, you just think you know what they're talking about, right? So how do we confirm this connection? There's something called a labeling technique. So mirroring and labeling are two techniques you can use together. I've kind of extended out this process a little bit. Um, mirroring is what we mentioned in step one, curiosity. That's when you repeat the last one to three words of what someone has said in order to get them to open up more. And labeling is the next thing. So I'll go back to our example of how was work? It was stressful. Stressful? Yeah, my boss got really angry, this, that, and the other. And labeling is when you label that situation, how they would feel in that situation, what that situation was. But you also, in this part, never want to assume that you're right because they could come back and be like, no, it wasn't really like that, which shows you've probably gotten it slightly wrong from their perspective. Um, So never assume that you know. And how you can do this is instead of saying, instead of using the word feel, I feel like this was the situation, use the word seems or sounds because that is dropping the assumption if you feel like that's a very black and white statement like I feel like that was a really intense situation that seems less flexible than it sounds like it was a really intense situation because that gives room for the person 
to confirm that. And the confirmation comes in the other person's response. So we're looking for a yes, exactly. You're exactly right. That's exactly what I meant. Absolutely. Anything like that to confirm that you've gotten it right. So the situation with the boss um, getting angry. I've almost forgotten the original <laughs> example now. It was so bland. But um, I could say that sounds like it would have been really intense for everyone who witnessed that. And the person would be like, yeah, definitely. So we've got curiosity, silence, empathy, connection. And the last thing is when the solution comes in. That is the part that I was going straight to. So where I was going wrong um, before I started consciously working on the skill set is I would go direct to number five. I would just be like, I've listened to what you've said. Boom, here's what you can do to solve the problem completely forgotten to empathize and connect with that person, make them feel heard and seen before I jump into the solution. And that doesn't make for a very positive, warm interaction. So once we've gone through all the previous steps, we get to number five, which is ask if you can provide a solution. I wasn't even asking before, I was just providing it. But I think the best step is to ask if they would like a solution or provide a solution if they ask. Like if they say, what do you think I should do in this situation? That's obviously you're open to provide a solution. Or you could say, would you be keen to hear my thoughts on how I would go about this? Or like, or something similar. Because remember, there's two things people want to feel, secure and in control. So you want the person to feel in control of the conversation the entire time. Like they're the one validating the solutions and coming up with the ideas and explaining and articulating their feelings so well. You want them to feel fully in control of the conversation the entire time. Sometimes you might not even get to this bit, the solution bit. And I realized often, almost 90% of the time, that actually is the case. And it's better to just hear them out and to validate them and to not provide a solution unless they straight up ask for your thoughts. The thing is, things are so much easier when they feel like they're your decision, when you're in control. For example, getting up early on my day off work is way easier than getting up early on a work day for me because often work doesn't feel like it's my choice. I have to do it. Therefore, you know, going to work would be easier for people when they feel like they have more control over their lives uh, and they have the freedom to make that decision. Like, yes, sometimes it will be for money, but for that not to be the sole reason you're deciding to work is important. For example, I love going to work because I'm contributing to something bigger to my, bigger than myself and it pays the bills. You want to go. The money is secondary and the order that these things are put in is important. So when it comes to talking to people, someone is actually more likely to make change in their life and to actively work towards the solution when they feel like it was their decision. If you provide them with a solution and say, I think you should do this, you should do this, they're a thousand times less likely to actually do it because it wasn't their choice. It doesn't feel like their choice. So it doesn't resonate with them as much. For this person to actually make change in their life, it needs to feel like it was their decision. If that is like the reasonable outcome of the situation. Obviously, if someone's just ranting and venting about something, they don't need to change anything in their life. But if you're having quite a deep and vulnerable conversation with someone who is struggling and you think that there is quite an obvious solution or an answer to this, they are much more likely to make a change or make a difference if it is coming or it seems like it's coming from their own brain. And if you can't remember all of that I've just spoken about, just remember one thing. 
empathy. That will get you the furthest out of all of these things. If you forget every single one of the five steps, just remember number three, which is empathy. Just empathize with people organically and authentically. Be there for people in a way that makes them feel heard and seen and welcomed to be the full version of themselves or express the full version of themselves in that moment. Going over it again, we've got one curiosity, two silence. Could swap those around. I kind of want to swap those around. One silence, two curiosity, three empathy, four connection, five solutions. That is my five-step program to becoming a better listener or at least that's an umbrella overview the general rules I follow to do that and that's based off what I've learned over the last four years now if you have anything to add to that I would love to hear from you I've actually just put something on my Instagram story asking people to contribute so hopefully we get a few extra ones through as well you listening and being a part of one-up's journey is absolutely a core reason why I've become a better person and why I've become a better listener so thank you for supporting me in that journey appreciate you always and we will chat soon see you later thank you so much for listening to this episode of the one up project if you want to find more stuff just like this check out our other apps or follow us at the one up project on instagram or tiktok see you there